0: back to girly MMA fan. Um, I have been gone for quite some time, but I am back today joined by two of my buddies.
1: Hey, this is my own. I'm Joe. What's going on? Uh,
0: these are two of my buddies that are huge fight fans, just always have great debates. These guys are the guys that I have those conversations with that will be just in a corner talking fights. The whole fucking time while everyone's just fucking drinking and partying. We're over here just fucking having fights.
1: Oh, we drink and party too. And we talk about fights.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> We're in the corner talking about, you know, fights. All right. So today we are basically going to discuss um, a little bit of um, the past couple weeks. Um, we are mostly going to be discussing UFC 257 and everything surrounding that, ba- um, including You know, who is up for the next, you know, what's next for each fighter um, and just some of the past events that we've been talking about. But before that, I want to bring up, guys, I really want to bring up some recent news that has blown up the internet and it's kind of, some of it's, you know, super exciting and some of it's super fucking ridiculous. Ben Askren versus Jake Paul, please give me a (laughs) thought.
1: I can't believe that. I, went, I, I thought it was a joke that. at first. You know I, what? I, I kind of
2: think uh, Jake Paul has a chance.
1: <laughs> you know, I, I thought the same thing at first, but like after I looked into it, I mean, dude, he's a professional UFC fighter and Jake Paul has two professional wins and against like pretty much nobodies. So I, he hasn't fought anyone at that like caliber, you know?
0: Joe, I feel like you have something to say. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, I don't
2: know. Um, I feel like Ben Askren's hands aren't that good. His
1: grappling's great. Well, but I, I agree, but I mean, oh, he's you know? fought at that like, elite level.
0: I think you know, that right? I'm going to bring up a point that I brought up the other day, and I'm sure you guys saw my story. Um, I think that Jake Paul is very smart for choosing this fight. Uh, if anybody, if there's anybody in the UFC that he could have chosen, he could not have chose a better opponent than Ben Askren because Ben Askren has been a fighter his entire career before the UFC and even Bellator, who has relied on his wrestling point blank period. That every single fight, this is a fight. And, you know, uh, this is one of those fights that you would watch him and, you know, you could just see the urgency in some fighters To automatically just you're so like you're so uncomfortable standing and striking that you all you're waiting for is to just shoot, like shoot for the takedown. And that was Ben Askren his entire career. And when we did see him for the 2.5 seconds stand up (laughs) with it off, he got nothing at me. (laughs) My point being is that. He is not an experienced striker, and this is not... Jake Paul said it perfectly when he told Ariel Juani that, you know, this is not a fight like MMA. You can't shoot... When you're hurt, you can't shoot for a takedown. You're up, and you bet... All I thought about is you better be up there. You better be training your ass off, the fundamentals of boxing, everything, in order to be able to beat this guy, because this guy might be an amateur, whatever, whatever. But I guarantee you, I I can't say 100 that 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 freaking uh, Ben Askren is gonna beat him. I really can't. I mean, I'm kind of like yeah. I know what Ben Askren. I mean, uh, Jake Paul is doing here. He's hoping that he beat a UFC fighter and uses that name to basically just kind of downgrade MMA player, MMA fighters, and and make it seem like you know, they're not that great when, you know, he chose one of the worst strikers in the UFC.
1: I I don't necessarily think that he's trying to do that to UFC fighters and make him not look great. I think he's trying to make himself look good, if anything.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But
2: he's trying to make himself look
1: good on the, sort of on the back of UFC fighters
2: who, you know, Ben Askren's a grappler. He's not known for his. Well, exactly. I mean,
1: the, normal fight fan knows that and they know that okay maybe he does have a chance how you like it
0: you said it perfectly normal fight fans we're not you know i i i for my stance i believe you know we're not casual fans and the thing that you have to understand is that the audience that jake paul is calling upon is the casuals so the casuals aren't gonna know all of that and they're not and to be honest like the youtubers
3: that follow him (laughs) yeah
0: they're not gonna care yeah they're just gonna see you know what though up there they're not gonna know who Ben Askren is they're gonna see Jake Paul fight a UFC fighter and beat a UFC fighter that's all they're gonna care about
1: yeah he's probably gonna make a bunch of money off of it (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah yeah they probably you know Ben
2: Askren's Ben Askren's coming off like just a recent hip replacement surgery you know Oh, Couple that with that.
0: no coming back yeah, like, facts. I didn't even know that.
2: <laughs> I didn't know that either. Just a, yeah, like less than a year removed from a like total hip replacement. Oh shit. Wow. I didn't know yeah, that.
0: so that that's definitely gonna play a part. And it would be stupid for anybody to think that um it wouldn't play a part. Any injury, any major surgery and injury uh after a fight and coming back from that is not the same. You're not gonna come back the same fighter for the most part, yeah. I believe.
1: For sure. I mean, especially your mobility. I mean, and with boxing, you got to have good footwork too, as well as hands. So,
0: yeah. Um, I mean, so, another fight that was not an- announced was Darren Till versus uh, Marvin Matori. Vittori.
1: I just and saw that today.
0: That is going to be.
1: looked good
2: in his last fight. Yeah. He
0: looked amazing in his last fight. And mm-hmm. I, that's what I mean, for one, Darren Till, period. I mean, that's all you got to know. You put that guy on the card and everybody's watching. That last fight between him and Robert Whittaker was just amazing. I loved watching that fight. A lot of people had a lot of criticism about that fight. Um, I'm not sure if you guys heard about that, like, you know, that it was boring. And But if you watched and you're a real fight fan, that was one of the most technical, most beautiful fights I have watched in a while. And I think it's hard that's one of the things that's hard for casuals to understand is that you don't necessarily have to be knocking somebody out for the fight to be beautiful.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, the, Oh yeah.
2: Super high level striking.
0: Yeah. I mean, every, every bit of that fight, it was tit for tat and it was beautiful and talking about Robert Whitaker. They also just announced that he's going to be fighting the beast, uh, Paul Costa.
1: Oh Yeah. Oof, I don't know. Definitely. I don't know if I like
2: this fight for Whitaker.
1: Yeah, Costa's.
0: I mean, that,
1: that dude is for real. The
0: time that we saw uh, Paul Costa was obviously against Izzy. Adesanya. yeah. and you know, I I think a lot of people have a lot of opinions about maybe uh, Paul Costa's cardio and if he's able to perform past um, in the same level of efficiency during. You know the second and the third and the fourth and get into those deep rounds. What did you guys think about that fight, actually?
1: The uh, Adesanya and uh, I, I Costa. thought Adesanya looked awesome.
3: Yeah,
2: <laughs> like oh, great in all aspects.
1: Because
2: I mean. look at it, look at Costas fight with uh, Yoel. Mm. Oh yeah, he I
1: mean,
2: that was that could have went. Yeah. It was no, it was like an even fight. It could have it could have been a draw. Really,
1: it could have yeah. went either way.
3: Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: he was right there with Yoel. Yeah. So, well, and then that, uh, Izzy's fight with Yoel, that was like really boring. Again, like you said, though, it was like in a sense technical because no, no they knew that each other's like strengths, you know, they didn't want to fucking get their ass yeah. knocked out pretty much.
2: And, and styles I- make fights, as we all know, right? So, uh, Whitaker had some trouble with Yoel Romero. Um, he won both, but a lot of people thought he lost the second one. Yeah. He just got knocked out in both fights.
0: Robert Whittaker just, he's one of those fighters, and I'm not sure if you guys really feel like this, but he's one of those fighters that I'm always nervous when he gets in there. I'm never fully confident that he's going to win the fight. I don't know if that's just me, (laughs) but I always feel like, uh, I don't know, maybe, like I never have 100% confidence that he's going to win the fight. Even against Darren Till, I was like, I don't know, man. Like it was, I was so up in the air with it. I didn't really know if he was going to, he could, take uh darren till and and they were so evenly matched too it was a beautiful match i i mean i can't
2: yeah i think his style like isn't conducive to a like a walk-off knockout or you know like something that's going to make a lot of headlines but he wins you know fights on on points and i mean he finishes fights too but he does what it takes to win the fight versus you know knocking a guy out in 30
3: seconds
1: Right. Well, well, Costa on the other side, too. I mean, he had his first loss, right, that was in the UFC? That's right, so, yeah. I mean, he's hungry, you know. I mean, he finally experienced that loss. Sometimes people need that. So, I mean, he, he's ready for his comeback, I think. So, I think I think he's going to win that fight.
0: So, you're taking Paul Costa over uh, Robert Whitaker? Wow, that's bold.
2: Uh, you know, reluctantly, I agree. Yeah. I like- Whitaker
1: to win, but I think Costa uh, might take that one. Well, you I mean, look at huge. him before Adesanya; he was like just climbing the ladder, you know. And I mean, Izzy's obviously, <laughs> dude's he's a beast. Yeah, Costa I mean, you know, against, all natural. Uh, all natural.
2: <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> <Isada>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was a jab if anybody didn't catch that. Um,
2: <laughs> 100% natural. 100%
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Just like that dude is, yeah, he looks like a bodybuilder.
0: Just like Victor Balfour, right?
1: Uh, yeah. Exactly.
0: Mm. Darren Till losing the fight. What do you think that does to uh, for Marvin?
2: Tori, yeah. Well, I think it puts him in the top five for sure of the division.
0: Well, I and, think uh, he, and- at, he is at. he's ranked at number five right now. But do you think that know. at that point do you think that they would do Vittori versus Costa?
2: I mean if he wins against Whitaker? Yeah. Vittori against Costa.
0: And then give I think that- I think
2: uh, Vittori's another one more win away from that.
1: There's if only he, one uh, more person.
2: If he do, if he dominates uh, till you know, then may- maybe maybe uh, he's like
0: The only the only thing here it would be like I guess jared cornier i don't know how to say i can never say
1: cannon air i mean he's the one that's ranked like between all of those guys so i mean that's what i'm saying
0: i feel like that's one of the fighters that's going to end up kind of like getting fucked in that situation yeah if any well then
2: here's like the the thing that like you know we're kind of not thinking about is adesanya's fighting for the 205 title right yeah so yeah so if he wins that, what happens? Does he drop the belt? Does he defend both? I, I kind of think that they're going to force him to choose one weight class.
1: Oh, I, If he drops the belt in the middle weight, then, yeah, that would be a good matchup, the winner of those two fights. Agreed. Wow. And then whoever
0: would be takes the belt
1: can maybe – what's that?
0: I mean, that would be just a good mix-up. Anytime you get somebody that wants to move up, that wants to move down – you're going to the fans going to win because you're going to see some just major mix up going on and fucking new fights and new matchups and it's it's always fun to see this happening you know
2: yeah yeah especially in a stagnated division like uh light heavyweight where it's like been john jones as champ forever (laughs) yeah i mean now we you know now we have what uh john blahovitz as champion but still (laughs) there's not a i don't know it's not a very diverse division as of
3: late. No.
0: All right. The main thing I wanted to talk about and we'll kind of we'll kind of talk a little bit about the last couple of weeks, but first and foremost I want to just talk about UFC 257. Fourier <laughs> versus McGregor. Oh. I think that we all talked about this together for like uh, maybe 5 minutes. So I was like, "No, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I want to talk about it <laughs> on the podcast." <laughs> And, but I did let out my opinion and who was going to, I thought that was going to win. And I said that I thought Dustin Poirier was going to win this fight because I felt like number one, Dustin Poirier, it was just a different fighter from the last time that McGregor McGregor fought him.
1: Okay. Oh, yeah. It was, like, seven years way. ago. It's a different world. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Oh, he beat guys like Justin Gage, Max Holloway. I mean, the list goes on and on. Oh, and yeah. On. He has an and, incredible and I list. Think, yeah. And I think people, you know, since he fought him, like, do you guys really? I mean, in the last fight alone against Dan Hooker, that fight told me everything I needed to know. He pushed through that fight and just was. The mo- it was just a great performance and showcased on how much better I felt like he was going to be against Conor McGregor. And, it, you know, a lot of people are kind of mentioning the whole, uh he broke a leg. So and you, well, who do you think broke the leg?
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <I don't laughs> it's not like it just happened. Dustin Poirier, yeah. damage him. He part hurt of the him. Fight. It's part of the yeah. fight. Yes, of course he broke the leg. That didn't happen out in his own. He didn't trip and fall and break his leg. No, yeah. Omi got Man, his. Yeah, that
1: dog. leg kick strategy though that worked that out is
0: strategy. perfectly. Yeah. For him. I'm not sure why people have such a hard time understanding that that kick didn't come on accident. That kick oh yeah, he
1: broke him down
0: and broke him down and chopped him down and finally got him down and you know take took him out.
1: You know, one of the interviews with Conor after the fight. Um, Poirier kicked him in the leg and he said he heard Tiago Elvis yell, that one hurt him, that one hurt him. And uh, <laughs> yeah, Connor was like, it, it did hurt me, you fucker, or something like, that. like he was that. To himself.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that.
1: Did you? Yeah. Or he's like, you bastard, yeah. it did hurt, something like that. Yeah, like, Fuck, you're right. Right? Yeah, so he was just... Yeah. He, I'm sub- surprised no one's ever done that before though, because of how wide he stands. Well, he's basically what I'm
2: surprised... Him. I'm surprised that McGregor was so surprised by that technique like it's you know it's a newer technique that calf kick that lower calf but it's not like something that's never been done before oh yeah for sure
0: say that i mean jose aldo please come on oh yeah back in the day back in the day when jose uh, jose aldo was god you know that was
1: yeah they did a favor they had to to pick him up and walk him back to the corner
0: it was so much more popular to chop a fighter down and i don't think that it's a it's it is such an essential part part of fighting the leg kicks and the calf kicks and i don't think that they're utilized enough i think now it's picking up after you know um after um Sean was this hyped ass kid. I
2: Sean O'Malley, this is how
0: hyped he was. Yes. I don't even Chita
2: remember Vera. his <laughs> name anymore.
0: Okay, I don't even remember his. So fucking okay, Chito, <laughs> yeah, when Chito, you know, did that kick, I feel like it really started kind of hyping up exactly. I'm like, well, why haven't you guys been doing this the whole time? You know, there, I feel like it got after the Jose Aldo era that kind of got lost. In, and, you know, I don't know. And the fight game, I'm not sure why, because it's always been super effective. Well,
1: I mean, if you get your your kick checked like the proper way, it hurts you when you throw the kick.
0: Right.
1: So people are a little timid of it. You know, they want to make sure they're actually landing it. And that's why Poirier kept that up is because when Connor was trying to check it, he was checking it with his, his muscle, not his actual shit. Yeah, and exactly. Was yeah, they every, said- he was still taking that kick every time
0: exactly. and that's where i think that conor mcgregor fucked up it's it he's so and i don't like you said is he you you hit it on the nail it's you, i don't understand why people didn't didn't do it to him before but then i think yeah. back i think back and i think you know what it's because he never fucking allowed them to he never <laughs> he, just the offense, he offense, never offense, offense. well yeah you know
2: i think the way to, to counter that kick is to like you know, have the, the McGregor, the, it, the previous McGregor, um, take, which is like to swarm your opponent, you know, yeah. you don't allow them to get the kickoff. So he right, kind of laid you back don't
0: any distance and, at all. And he, and, exactly. in The pocket there and you stay so close to him. Then I think that that's one of the great things that Dustin Poirier did is he kept his distance and he, he rotated and he made sure to give himself distance and kind of, um, get, get, make him you know, fight. Make him yeah. fight. Yeah,
2: you know, McGregor was counter-striking for a lot of the, the first round, right? And he was actually catching him. He looked great the first kicks.
1: round, to be honest. Yeah, he, he was did. You know, that first pressure. round told us
2: he caught he caught Poirier with
1: some really good shots, too. Left that elbow,
0: right. that elbow for a second. I mean, I thought Daniel Justin Poirier was going down. I, oh, and he was
1: doing the shoulders again, too? Like know, he did to he elbowed
0: him right. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? He elbowed him right here. Right in the, yeah. in the middle of the fight, he just... And I was like, oh, God, please don't... It, it's just, I didn't want it to happen again.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He caught him with that patented left hand, too, a couple times, right on the end of the punch. And Oh, yeah. Courier, to his credit, he took it. He it, ate and, it uh, yeah. He, you and know, he called- said in a couple of interviews that he, like, it kind of flashed him, like, Like if he if McGregor pressed it right then, he could have possibly finished the fight. But oh wow, really?
3: Good
0: job. I think he did a good job maintaining composure. And yeah, exactly. And just just putting it, you know what? Fake it till you make it strategy. Kind of like (laughs) I feel like he was there. There was a couple times where I'm like, ooh, that one hurt him. And you could just tell, but it was almost so faint that you couldn't even tell if he was really hurt. But he, there was mm-hmm. one, that shoulder check, right in the fucking nose. Like he did, yeah. like a, a Donald Cerrone, right in the fucking nose. And you can see good. how, like, how bad it hurt.
1: And then they had that, like, weird exchange just back and forth with yeah. shoulders. Yeah.
2: You, you know what with McGregor's shoulder checks, I don't know if I've ever seen it more effective with anybody else. I've well, seen the technique that he's done a few massive.
3: times. Dude, that,
2: he's like, done it better than anybody ever, right? For sure. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: yep. I think that's what that's that's correct how you're saying uh izzy i think it's because he has these massive fucking shoulders and he, <laughs> they're just so fucking
3: cute
0: you know yeah they're just cute i mean even when he walks you know he just has his long fucking arms and big ass shoulders and i don't i think that's maybe why because every other fighter has normal fucking shoulders and he <laughs> have muscles but his shit. Yeah. He looks like he just has extra bone in there, is what it is. And <laughs> yeah, probably- dude,
1: he's shaped like a V too, and then you just got the massive you know shoulders on top. At the, at the same time, I agree, always- but I
2: think I think Poirier actually looked bigger in the cage than McGregor did when they were fighting.
1: You think so? I think it was pretty. He looked even. like the bigger
2: I guy.
0: I could see that. I mean, maybe. You know, I was pretty drunk by that fight. So I can't.
1: <laughs> I know it started it, super late. It came. What was it? Yeah. like? A, it came on. Something like that.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, it was
2: like 10, 30 10. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. So Yeah, um, we were drunk. Yeah. <laughs> everybody was pretty drunk by that time. Um, so oh, we were
1: all jumping guys, up, oh, guys, screaming and shit. So what
0: do you guys. Okay. So here's the main question after this fight. Okay. And I need your guys' opinion. What do you guys want to see? You guys want to see Poirier versus Oliveira or do you guys want to see Chandler versus Poirier? I mean, for me, I would have loved to see Poirier versus Chandler, Um, but Poirier versus Oliveira makes sense.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I, I think that should be the next fight. And if this division wasn't so stacked, I think maybe Chandler should get his title shot, you know, next. But I mean, if you you just gotta look at this whole division, it's ridiculous. You know, Poirier, Gaethje, Oliveira, Chandler, Ferguson, McGregor, Dos Anjos, Hooker. That's cr- that's yeah. outrageous. It's like,
2: I want to see, I want to see Poirier versus Oliveira. I want to see Chandler versus Gaethje. I want to see McGregor versus Ferguson. Oh, and. And what are we leaving out here? Hooker, I mean, maybe we, Hooker versus like can, Diaz. What about Dos
1: Anjos? That. He's been winning too. I mean, oh. he deserves another shot of you know.
2: Yeah. So maybe uh, maybe Dos Anjos versus Hooker.
0: Yeah, I love every part of what you just said, Joe. All those matchups are exactly. I don't know if you fucking practice that or not, but. Uh. Shit. <laughs> i i could not have i mean
1: i have better to agree match-ups that
0: was... than that right there can you just imagine would you say justin gaethje versus who uh
2: gaethje versus chandler,
0: chandler. i'm in so it So justin we versus Oliveira a contract i'm in it for that oh my god that was <laughs>
1: so wonderful right i'd like that too i think poirier versus Oliveira, like you said for the title Yes. And then Gacy versus Chandler, and then whoever wins out of that gets their next title shot. Yep, that would be the number one contender. Absolutely.
0: in versus Conor McGregor. <laughs> uh,
1: they're both coming off losses, and they're both badass. I would mean, like to, I'd like to see that. Uh, that'd be badass.
0: Coming from that, obviously, that Dan Hooker versus Michael Chandler kind of plays into what we were just talking about. Um, that is a. I mean, I completely agree. I would love to see Justin Gaethje versus uh, Michael Chandler. I think that
2: makes a lot of sense. They're both wrestlers. They're both converted oh my to if striking. They both
0: got that. Right? No, right? They they both got that power too.
2: They both got yeah, that if power. If you could get yeah. through Gaethje, I, love then, the I
1: mean that's definitely a test. And Joe, I think Joe, he'll deserve a shot him. after that.
0: Joe was. I think with his style, the uh, Groly MMA fan matchup maker. We'll submit to (laughs) UFC Weekly. (laughs) All right.
2: I I think with uh, with uh, Chandler's style, you know his style of fighting, Gaethje's the biggest test. If he can get through Gaethje, he's ready for a title shot. But that's the real test.
0: I I, I yeah, that's (laughs) with you again. I completely agree with you with that. Um, So the next fight I wanted to talk about, one of my co-hosts that I have um, named Gabe, um, he, in previous episodes, we've had kind of like some back and forth about Amanda Hebas. And the conversation always went sideways because I've always felt like, I've never believed in Heba's as much. I've never jumped on the hype train, and I've never been one just because she beat a, a couple of fucking veterans. I just was like, you know, you beat what Paige Manzant, <laughs> so Amanda Marcos. How excited I was when I saw <laughs> her ass up in the air and her face planted <laughs> on the canvas. I mean, I could not she, have she been got knocked out happier. twice, pretty much. Yeah, I got, and, and then Herb Dean, I don't know what the fuck happened there. Do you guys agree with what happened? That was there? So I, thought weird.
1: He, I thought he stopped it. She started walking off, and she was even disputing it. And he was like, <laughs> she, no way.
0: Hey, listen, yeah. I'm kind of done here. Like, you don't see me waddling?
1: <laughs> yeah. And then she, she was back it twice. in and just.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so. I I was all for Marina. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I really, this right here, I believe, is a, a really good fighter. And if she can beat her, I'll get on the train. I will get on the train. But what happened? Marina, I'm going to get so much hate for this. I know I am because <laughs> so many people love her. <laughs> how do you guys feel about, in your opinion, how do you feel about Amanda Hibas? Well, she, um, she honestly-
1: beat people. Oh, go ahead, Izzy. No, I've only seen her fight twice, to be honest with you. This fight and the Paige fight, that was it. And she whooped Paige, and she basically retired her and made her go to BKFC.
0: I mean...
2: That's kind of what I was going to say is, like, she beat, you know, somebody with a name, and that's kind of what put her sort of in the forefront. But she beat somebody with a name that maybe wasn't that great, and is now in, you know, bare-knuckle fighting. So Marina's now number six. She, She... rose up from eight to six in the rankings in strawweight
0: right and
2: amanda's down to number 10 which is probably oh, where she belongs
0: exactly my point you know but you know if she were to beat somebody like angela hill if she were to beat somebody like hmm,
2: like carla Sparza or something like carla, that
0: bar is somebody solid not random, Markles, yeah. which just didn't even really make a dent in the fucking tough house, let alone the UFC division. So at the end of the day, you look at Amanda Heba's record, and it's not that it was never that impressive to me, you know, based on yeah. the games that she's fought. And I don't, I, I, you know, I'm probably gonna get a lot of hate for that because she's had so much hype sitting next to fucking Dana White there. I can't, my <laughs> wife and shit. But well,
2: yeah, she got, she got the rub for beating, uh, what's her name um
0: Paige Van Zandt.
2: Paige Van Zandt, exactly yeah
0: Paige Van Zandt was gone forever she Paige Van Zandt got injured she was out and then she got injured again and she was out forever and then she came back and it was like she wasn't you know somebody like she like you said Joe she was a name but she wasn't like an all that great so <laughs> the next fight I want to bring up and I it's you know, it wasn't like a massively great fight. Um, but I do want to talk about the performance of Juliana Pena because she was gone for a minute. And this is somebody that I've always had a big question mark against. She was a huge prospect when she was first coming into the sport.
2: Well, let's see. So she fought. Yes, yeah, Sarah, I took Sarah McMahon in that fight.
0: Um,
2: I, I was surprised that I she beat Sarah picked, McMahon.
0: I also picked Sarah McMahon in that fight because Sarah McMahon might be 40, but she is an amazing wrestler.
2: And she's fucking ripped. <laughs> she,
0: they <laughs> both. Well, yes, so the last time, let's be honest, okay? The last time that I saw Juliana Pena on the mat, she did not look in great shape. She, was, no. she looked like she was not supposed to be in there. She just looked out of shape. And this time around, she looked super toned. She looked like she was fit. She looked like she was ready to be in a fight. And she really, um, and I'm, I would be really honest. You know, where I was watching the fight, I was s- like, right before the what? Wa- what you don't do is talk right before the fight and talk <laughs> shit about the person <laughs> right before the fight. But I was like, ah, she looked sloppy during the fight, like her last fight, and. She was just out of shape, uh-huh. and you know, Sarah Make this is gonna be an easy win for this veteran. Um, no, she surprised me, she looked absolutely amazing in that fight, actually.
2: She looked she looked stronger than Sarah McMahon. She did, yeah, she was dominant, insane. she was
0: controlling the shocking, women. which is insane yeah. to say that. I mean, <laughs> If anybody, if I got any casuals listening right now, I want you to look up a picture of Sarah Big Man or <laughs> a vi- video of Sarah Big Man and then look at Juliana Pena. <laughs> I mean, they look a lot different. Sarah Big Man is ripped.
1: She really is. It's ridiculous. I remember, yeah, we were at Joe's house. He's like, dude, look, check her out. Dude, she looks good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's
2: Schwarzenegger.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so um what do you guys think that does for the division? I mean, who do you do you think that um, that kind of shakes up the division?
2: Well, let me look at the rankings here. I mean, so we got You know, it's kind of yeah.
0: ridiculous at this point fighting uh, talking about any bantamweight fighter when you got Amanda Nunez up there, you know, it's just one of those things like when you're discussing, well, you know, when you're discussing Valentina Shevchenko, and then you're talking about Wally Zhang, it's kind of those conversations. Like, yeah, we can have fun and talk about what's going to happen underneath, but we all know what's going to happen on the top.
2: Yeah. yeah. But here's, yeah. UFC needs to make a decision here. The UFC needs to, to figure out, are we keeping the featherweight division? Are we getting rid of that? And if we're going to keep it, We need to strip Amanda Nunes of the of the bantamweight title. You can't have you can't be holding up a division.
0: Obviously, I I think I've talked about this during the podcast before. And the flyweight division, in my opinion, is over with. We got Amanda. We got um, Anderson fighting for the division for the belt um, against Amanda Nunes. Who the fuck is after that? I mean, unless they they sign this chick from um, PFL. What's her name from PFL, which is the other, the next 145er that I can see even challenging? Here's,
2: every, here's everything you need to know. I'm, I'm on the UFC's website right now. I'm looking at rankings. Women's featherweight, Amanda Nunes champion, top 10, nobody listed. There is no top 10. What? In
1: featherweight. What? Yeah, you're right. <laughs>
0: what? Are you serious? Wait, hold Actually, on.
1: Actually, I'm on it too, and he's right. Like
0: okay okay listeners (laughs) i mean if this doesn't tell you what you fucking need to know i don't know what the fuck else take the division out i mean yeah look but this makes me sad for for anderson because the girl obviously deserves a title and i think she's really good i talked about this before in previous episodes i think that she's really good and that she just needed to she needs an opportunity to sh- really showcase her skills uh, on a on a person like Amanda Nunez. Now, do I think that she can be Amanda Nunez? Probably not, but um,
3: no.
0: <laughs> probably no. not. But you know, is that Megan Anderson you're talking about? Megan Anderson, yeah. So the yeah. thing is that,
2: well, look, they made the they made the featherweight division for uh, Cyborg. Cyborg's gone. Yeah, she's gone now. Let's get rid of the featherweight division. There's no know, reason to Anderson keep
0: it at Sanderson, just cut her.
2: Uh I don't know. Um I mean who's she gonna fight?
0: I know, I know exactly. trust me. I Maybe. mean she have to go down.
2: Yeah, we should have shown side cyborg down. over there. And I,
0: you know, she already looks like she's hurting cutting 145.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate for her, but at the same time, you know, you can't keep a division around for one fighter.
0: No, and I, two guess, fighters. I understand. I just want to see this one last fight. All right. The last fight that I want to talk about. Um, I don't know if you guys want to talk about any other fight on the McGregor card, but I just have one more fight that I really want to bring up.
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah go go for it.
0: <laughs> All right. Um, Nick Lent versus Mavzar Evelov. So yeah. That
2: Russian guy looked phenomenal.
0: I just knew his striking, his wrestling, his stamina was just Immaculate, and I knew coming in he was good, but damn, did he show up that night?
2: He kicked uh, uh Nick's uh, Nick Lentz's ass. Actually, he retired him. Did you hear that? Lentz retired.
0: I'm sorry, I didn't hear about that. Wow, yeah. I mean, we're gonna have Joe as the matchmaker. <laughs> the <recent> news,
2: <laughs> yeah, Lentz retired. Wow, he said he uh he lost like 40 percent of his vision or something like that
0: well oh, no. he had he like we were just talking about um with the surgery and how um any type of surgery or coming back from any type of um, injury is gonna you know it's gonna it's gonna cost you and that's one thing that that lens was coming in with he was coming off of a surgery eye surgery like a major eye surgery and um i don't know apparently he couldn't see for a while and so, what'd you expect, you know? But um, they couldn't have chose a better opponent, a better veteran to choose to um, put him against and kind of showcase how good he really fucking is.
2: Lentz was I, tough I as didn't. fuck in that fight. I saw it. Lentz was so tough. And he actually gave him some uh, a couple, like, takedown. I think, he, did he get a takedown or two? Yeah. He, he was...
0: Yeah. It, no, he... he okay so what everyone kind of remembers is how many guillotine attempts jesus oh yeah yeah right right, right. like he they okay, kept pulling guards this, is, for guillotine. This, was, yeah. this was the most impressive part of the performance from Evalon was the fact that he not only was on the ground for most of the first round trying to defend a Against this guillotine that he relentlessly went after over and over again for about two, two, one and a half rounds. And he had it
2: a couple times pretty deep.
0: But you know what? Evlov came off and he really defended it so calmly. And I was just shocked on how well and how conditioned he got up. He still got up and performed like he was in the first round i mean do yeah, so agreed
2: his conditioning was on point for sure
0: he i think that he is going to be somebody that you really have to look out for um he did fight at a cash weight so uh we shall see what happens with him all right what does he so, fight in
2: normally what's his weight class
0: 145
2: 45 and they when they fight at like 50 or something like that yeah
0: 150 okay so um I want to talk about Max Holloway versus Calvin Cater. Somebody do the honors.
2: Um, I think uh, if you look up ass whooping in the dictionary, you're going to see a picture <laughs> of that fight.
0: <laughs> and, you know, I have, I wrote down, I wrote down one word. Dominance. Yeah. Domin- yeah. And, up. I, I can, I, and I can, <laughs> <laughs> and I want to, don't
2: sugarcoat it.
0: I want to bring <laughs> up an important um, conversation that um, when you come to um, as a casual and you come to watch a fight like Calvin Cater versus Max Holloway, Max Holloway, I can say that probably has, he has a pretty big name now. And he has a pretty big fan base as far as like casuals go, Um, especially the Hawaii um, crowd. He has, he, he draws a lot of the crowd, right? And um, somebody, somebody like Kelvin Cater does not. He was ranked number six. And um, this is another fighter that I've also talked about in the past being an amazing striker, one of the top strikers in the UFC. And, one of the most elite strikers okay and I think that it's kind of fucked up when casuals come into the conversation and see such a dominating fight like Max Holloway versus Kelvin Cater and almost Mm -hmm. and dismiss the talent that Kelvin Cater is
2: the same thing is happening to Dustin Poirier right now like on the mainstream with the McGregor win right they're saying McGregor's washed up and he he doesn't have it anymore. Like they're not realizing that a really fucking good guy beat him. Like yeah a guy that's better than him. You know, and that's oh, yeah. the same yeah. thing, I guess, with
0: exactly with the Kaden. same thing. Yeah. And it's it's almost like don't discredit the guy. You don't understand yeah. the caliber of fighter that Kelvin Cater is. I mean, no, it's it's just that Max Holloway is that <laughs> fucking good yeah it's just
1: that yeah well when cater was landing i mean he his shots were landing hard like, you see holloway's face at the end he was all bruised up and
2: yeah and and yeah, you know holloway it's what's not really being talked about is his chin is like incredible like one of the best chins <laughs> yeah. in the history of the ufc oh, he's never right? even
1: been knocked down right something like that yeah
2: yeah That's exactly crazy.
1: i mean dude fighting that many people. Out.
2: he has the most fights in the history of the ufc with never being knocked down that's wild. That's there you go. <laughs> yeah, I,
0: I I absolutely love love Max Holloway. How can you not love the guy? He's just you know when he did that when he fought. Do you guys remember when he fought Ricardo Lamas and he pointed on the ground and he said, "Let's oh, that it, was, go." Oh,
1: that was and, the best.
0: That's what it's about. You know that oh. is what being a fight fan. I think us fight fans like when we see shit like that it just like rouses us up so much what, what what are we what are we doing with max holloway because the conversation is going to be right now and the conversation that's currently up in the air right now is alex alexander volkanovsky and his refusal to believe that max holloway deserves another title shot i don't know who the fuck his management team is but they need to give him a reality check this this man deserves another shot.
2: Yeah, look, the the second fight Max won. Let's all be honest here. All honest be honest. I think <laughs> I think he did. Period. But that's not to say that, that Volkanovsky's not, you know, really good, maybe as good as Max or, you know, on the same level. He same is.
0: Thing. Same thing. This is the same thing we've been talking if, about. I think that we need to normalize people being good and not being bad because other uh, a next level caliber of fighter you it doesn't make yeah max well, it just well makes
2: that's that's hard. kind of that boxing mentality of where you get a loss and you're you know you're nothing now like right you have to have an undefeated record in boxing it's kind of that spilling over into mma but you know if you're max i think you want uh you got ortega and volkanovsky coming up right if ortega wins um you're right back in that title shot if you're max (laughs) yeah i i could see ortega beating volkanovsky because of the because of his ground game you know he maybe he gets taken down but his guard is incredible
0: incredible i mean you slip up a second a split second he is the smoothest fight i mean smooth the
2: best jujitsu in the featherweight division
0: exactly
2: but he has to get him down well, but but I think that if if Volkanovski takes him down, he's going to be in a lot of trouble. Oh yeah,
1: okay, I see what you mean. And,
0: and not only that, but have you? The stand up is so beautiful that that the only thing I can do, Volkan, see Volkanovski doing, is chopping him down. And I guarantee you, that's going to be his game plan. He's going to chop him down. But that is also going to be a mistake. But he, I feel like if he tries to take him down and chop him down to take him down and try to wrestle. It's not gonna go well. Yeah. It's not gonna go well for him.
2: I think the only way he can really win that—not the only way, but his best chance of winning that fight—is knocking out Ortega,
0: which oh, is not in nice his
2: feet because Ortega's got a great chin. But but yeah. Volkanovski has the power to do it.
0: So is- sorry that I left that one out. You're right. Either on knockout or chopping him down and standing up and taking him out like that, taking out his legs like that. But I cannot see him winning any other way. Now, can we just discuss? If he loses, we get to see Brian Ortega versus Max Holloway.
3: <laughs>
0: I mean who can actually- you know
2: what? I I don't see that going a lot different than the
1: first fight. I agree. If he brings that same game plan and they they uh Cormier was just talking about how he doesn't spar at his camps anymore, like for the last like two or three weeks. Holloway, Holloway, yeah. Oh, he says yeah, he I heard that too. He yeah,
0: but you guys believe him
1: i think so why why not well
2: i think what he means is he doesn't spar
1: um like aggressive they're not hitting aggressively i'm sure he
2: does like a light sparring but he's not like getting the shit beat out of him or beating the shit out of somebody else you know on a daily basis like a lot of guys do that's
1: what he's saying sometimes guys will like get like a a broken nose or like they'll like something will happen to their wrists elbows knees whatever and they're not 100 percent coming into the fight and that's what he's trying to avoid
2: yeah, yeah, which is smart, you know. If but, he brings you know, that
1: game plan and he shows up like he did against Cater, I don't think Ortega can win that fight.
0: I don't know, man. I don't know. I, don't know. I mean. <laughs> no, I like, know
1: you're a big fan.
2: What do you think about Ortega against Cater?
1: That's a good fight. Yeah. But well, the, we got to see what happens. We see what know, happens. This yeah, fight's already set.
2: Yeah, no, no. I know. I guess because, uh, if he
1: loses, then yeah, that, would be, that would be a
0: good fight. I think that would be a huge step down for for, for, Ortega. for
1: Ortega.
0: Ortega, that definitely wouldn't happen, I feel like. And, and Ortega does a good job to maintaining his, you know, exa- well, look at how long he waited for Korean Zombie, you know? he, he but, doesn't you know, a good job at no. And just in general, you're saying, like, who would win that fight? Well,
2: you know, just styles make fights. Like, Max Holloway just dominated... Cater, uh, right? Cater did pretty good against uh Zabit. Um, so uh, I'm just projecting out like maybe Cater against Ortega. Shit.
0: Dude, I don't know that Cater doesn't win that fight. I'm not even going to lie. Like completely just just out of my, you know what? <laughs> he hasn't been in conversation at all. Like at yeah. all. So How many
2: times has he been scheduled to fight uh what's his name? Yari- Yair. Yair. Yair, like four or five times in a Yair.
0: row, also like Yair. What's going on with Yair? It's just it's frustrating with some of these guys, yeah, yeah, they're, is
1: done. they're like, number three, it, number four ranked,
0: too. Yeah, I don't, it's I don't think like,
1: Yair
2: fights.
0: It is so frustrating about these fights. I don't think
2: he fights for the UFC again. Yair, I think he's done. Really, <laughs> Dana White made some. Weird comments about him, like saying some kind of a like cryptic comments saying, like, uh, he's going through something and something happened. I feel like
0: he's maybe it's a USADA violation.
2: Oh, really? Something like that. Mm. He didn't want to say what it was, but he I said don't know. He's going That's my boy.
0: So you, you need Joe, just take it easy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh-huh. <laughs> I'm predicting it right now. Yeah, year doesn't fight for the UFC again.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, right. All right. It? All record. right. We'll On last- record. You made some uh, bold assumptions there. Okay. <laughs> Predictions. <laughs> All right. So the next fight I want to talk about, we're getting close to the end here, guys, is um, it's not that much of a, you know, one of those fights that mixes up the division or anything like that, but it's just one of those fights that us fight fans and us veteran fight fans just appreciate and that's matt brown versus carlos condit how i, didn't know, did you know- what? I'm cut- I didn't know that I- i'm cutting that
2: <laughs> <laughs> that was a great fight that, that was, was an awesome amazing- fight
0: that was first of all how many times were they scheduled and
2: like three or four times or something in the past right like getting back to like 2013
0: (laughs) it was one of those fights where in their prime you just fucking wish that you could have seen i'm sorry
1: i did watch that (laughs) (laughs) i did watch that fight and i think a
0: little behind but he's back he's
1: back i'm back (laughs) yeah Uh give your head a shake (laughs) god it look i'm sorry i smoked a joint before this and
0: <laughs> <laughs> so um carlos condit looked fucking amazing in that fight he did i he mean
2: did. you know what condit needed a win i think he won his last fight previous but it was kind of like against uh maybe like an up and coming guy i forget who he fought but he needed like a big name win.
0: carlos condit he kind of really brought himself in the conversation again unexpectedly
2: yeah i mean you know his wrestling looked really good his offensive wrestling um i didn't really know that he had that in him.
1: <laughs> how how about that uh that leg sweep thing he did where he stepped behind oh. and then kicked him back oh that was nice
2: you know and matt brown should not have should not have been open to that i think that's kind of a Sort of an amateurish like takedown yeah. to be caught with, See, but it looked badass. He might be getting
1: like forty <laughs> yeah. now, so he's not exactly like in his prime anymore, you know. And then at the mm-hmm. end of the second round, I remember he Carlos was whooping on him, and he actually like helped him up off the mat. I yeah, yeah. That. Oh, they're homies. I Remember that? No, he was like laying on the cage, and he reached down and like helped him up at the end of the second. And then coming into the third, he just dominated the third
0: wow yeah so well i just wanted to talk about that throwback because damn that that was it that was one of the fights yeah it was made. a good one there was plenty of fights on there but those are the little highlights that i wanted to go through the next one i only have a couple left and that's going to be on uh the ufc fight island eight uh michael Chiesa versus neil magny can we talk oh, yeah. about how shocked i was
2: <laughs> Kiesa
1: you were just incredible. hyping up Magni the other day. Huh? We were talking at, at your house. We were talking about Magni and you were like, Magni, you need to get on that train. And <laughs> you fucking and, lost. And
0: this happens. Like yep. Kiesa
2: looked yep. like Daniel Cormier out there or something.
0: He um, against Neil Magney, you know, Joe, the- that Neil Magney is one of the most solid guys in the UFC. And oh he- yeah. I did not expect. I think let's not lie. Let's not front here. I don't think anybody expected Michael Chessa to win that fight.
2: I I thought Magni would win for sure. Oh, 100%.
0: 100%. It, it was such a solid performance and, and all, it just all around just well-rounded fight. And he kind hey, of Yes. Kies-
2: at 170 is looking unbelievable.
0: I agree 100%. I just, I really want to kind of talk about him and and fucking praise him for that performance because it was just a beautiful performance.
1: I only seen the highlights for that fight. I didn't watch
0: it. We'll cut that part. Just kidding. All
1: right. (laughs) Just kidding. You know what I'm going to do though? I'm going to get Fight Pass. I'm going to watch all these fucking fights. Oh, you got to get
2: Fight Pass. You don't have Fight Pass? Actually, a lot of them are on ESPN now. Hey,
0: you want me to tell you something i'm kind of embarrassed what? about this i got ufc fight pass the day it came out and i've never unsubscribed
1: <laughs> when did it come out
0: Oh, years ago years you'll see on my thing my 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 uh my user thing is like the 20 2000 whatever whenever it came out i got it the first day i used to be part oh, the fight club i used to be fired, so i pay like 300 a year and i would get discounts on tickets so that i could go to the events oh, like shit, i got package cool. vip deals because i would pay money for every year cuz i went to that many fights
1: well let's do that again once we can yeah uh, once, once everything this covid we'll, shit is over <laughs> yeah,
0: we'll be at the fights don't even trip Dude, I'm, like i'm
1: definitely oh, yeah. trying to go to some fights go to vegas or something that'd be awesome
0: the last fight I want to talk about and I think that I told both of you guys about this fighter and I'm sure that after he fought, you guys have heard of him, Umar Nurmagomedov.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, you know I, what? I
2: missed that fight. I didn't see it.
0: Okay, but you guys know who I'm talking about because I've talked oh, to yeah. before this.
1: Khabib's cousin, right?
0: Right. So remember I talked to you like a like maybe a couple months ago about it, and was like, "Hey, you guys keep your eye on him."
2: Khabib he- cornered that fight, right?
0: Yeah, and he, he yeah. Did, yeah, Habib, Habib cornered that fight, and I just think there is something so fucking interesting about somebody like a legend going out and another prospect coming in, being yeah, same last him. name just, and everything. It is just it's it's exciting. To see somebody yeah. with the same bloodline and training under Habib, it's just exciting. Like, it's exciting. Is he going to become good enough and come to the U.S. and train at AKA? Right, by the way, guys, I've said this before. We're down the street from AKA. You know, yeah. we're, we're down the street. We're like... Forty minutes, thirty minutes away from, from you know, Habib and Cain Well, not Cain Velat. Cain Velasquez obviously retired, but DC. DC. You know, all of you know, th- we're down the street from them. You know, and yeah. it just absolutely, you know, I used to work down the street just from there. There's champions
1: I, over there. I used, go, yeah.
0: I used to go to fucking Bank of America, my old bank, to the ATM just to go see if I can see a, a little cat. Go
1: peek with, in real quick.
0: <laughs> I used to be at the ATM like pretend to take out money like. If I can see Daniel Cormier. <laughs> <somebody come out laughs> I used to live
1: right there. I used
2: to go to that Rite Aid right there. And then I would drive by the AK all the time. And I w- I'd try to see somebody like Daniel Cormier or Kane or something.
0: <laughs> I actually ran into Daniel. C- I'm, um came Velasquez at Michael's and Gilroy one time. And I said, oh, yeah. I will never forgive myself if I don't come up to him. He was with this kid. So I felt like super bad and super weird. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to come up with them. And my best friend was like, like, you don't know if you're going to see him again. And he's during fighting. So just come up to him. So I went up, I just went up to him and I was like, (laughs) Kane. He's like, yes. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I know that you're with your family, but I just wanted to let you know that I'm a huge fight fan. You and Junior DeSantos, I was there. That fight when you won your belt back, I was there. I'm a huge fan. I just want you to know that. And he was like, I really appreciate that. So he was like so fucking cool about it. So nice about it. And like, I super appreciated him for being so fucking nice.
1: (laughs) I actually seen Daniel Cormier one time at uh, Mama Mia's it was on Valentine's Day. It was with Adriel and I'm looking at him. I'm like, Adriel, hey, nice. do you know who that is behind
0: you? <laughs> she had hey, no idea. Fuck no, what the fuck? Yeah,
1: she had no idea, but I was all excited and I was I didn't go up to him. he looked like he just got done training. He had his like shorts and long sleeve <laughs> shirt, that wrestling attire on. <laughs> I was like, uh, Remember when
2: hey, when we were at your brother's house on uh New Year's, my my buddy uh Julio he was sending me texts that he was at Kane's house.
1: Oh, yeah. He was, out. like, making
2: him steaks like,
1: or some shit. Yeah, he was, like, barbecuing
2: steaks for Julio. Kane was. <laughs> my good awesome. buddy, Julio.
0: We got to the end, guys. We've been actually recording for Choo. quite a time.
2: Thanks for having me. Have yeah, fun. Thank you, buddy. Uh,
0: thank you guys for listening. Uh, I will definitely try to be uploading more in the next couple of weeks, and I'll catch you guys next time.